Hello everyone, it's me, Amber Autumn, she, her, alone. I'm the only one hosting this episode, it's me. Amber, that's a lie, I'm also here. <laughs> oh shit, my famously heterosexual uh, podcast recording partner, Devin, is also here. Heterosexually. <laughs> what does that even mean? God damn it. No, <laughs> listen to this podcast and be like, oh, you're, you're out? And I'm like, I don't know, leave me alone. <laughs> No, Devin, I'm not outing you. I'm calling you heterosexual here. Pay attention. This Listen feels... to the words I'm saying. Listen to the word fuck you. Oh, God. <laughs> oh podcast. Where are we? This oh, is original wow. podcast. Do not record. Do not steal. Don't original podcast. Do not record. Don't record this podcast. We're off to a good start here. This is a good one, huh? We're having a good time. We love to laugh here. Yeah, nothing more we love to do than laugh. Original Podcast Do Not Steal is a podcast where every week my uh, famously heterosexual recording partner Devin and I take some kind of a media property, IP, franchise, a movie, song, idea, concept, hope, dream, value, uh, and we and we make an original character in that franchise. And that happens in the last 10 minutes of the episode, and for the rest of it, uh, we shitpost and talk about whatever the franchise is. Uh, for a million years, and, and maybe tell you all a bunch of fun stories about the gay club that Devin didn't go to. I have not gone to a club yet. I live two miles away from a Latin club. Uh, I did go to a gay bar, and I got schlizzard. But this isn't a life experience podcast, Amber. This is about media, and media I actually... has nothing to do with people's lives. <laughs> I actually have never been to a gay club either just because I don't go to nightclubs because I, I would die. It would kill me. It would be a horrifying experience, much Everyone, like the horror on. of today's franchise, the Arkham Horror Files. Sorry, that was a great transition, but you could finish whatever you were going to say. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say that was good. No, but <laughs> can you imagine someone's first night out on the club? And they're just like, yeah, you know, it's going to be a good time. Come on. And it's like, oh my God, someone died. <laughs> and it's just you dead. <laughs> <laughs> she died of too much anxiety from being around too many loud noises. Uh, should I never went to a club? <laughs> you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But maybe when our friend said, "No, I have problems with sensory overload," we shouldn't have took her out to the club. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Everyone, everyone who saw, oh, Call of Cthulhu and is now mad because, like, why are they talking about gay shit? Oh, man. I mean... Talk about tentacles. Yeah, I think, I think when, when we say it's an episode on Arkham Horror Files, I actually think that probably a huge percentage of the people listening to this right now are probably going to be, like, I'm going to post this in, like, the arkham horror card game like discords and stuff so if you're here from that hello and if you're not here from that then maybe you know one of us in real life and if you're not here from that then i'm just going to assume that you're here because you think this is a batman thing uh and i i'm sorry to tell you but we don't have that episode yet we haven't done the batman villain episode yet i don't know that i would have anything interesting to say in a batman villain episode to be honest with you i bet Devin would i wouldn't have shit to say you're like Five ideas for bad No, three. Of course you fucking do. Yeah, I would just I be know. like, I would just. Be like, I like when there's a scarecrow as a as a monster. To, I just think it's neat. It's just a thing I like. And that would be it. That would be all I would have. That's a me talky episode when we get there. The other half of this podcast is us being like, this is a. We'll do that. We'll cover this one day. One day, boy. <laughs> And then sometimes it'll be like really good podcast ideas. Like sometimes we'll be like, yeah, like it would be a, a really podcast? cool idea to do uh like this really good idea and then the other half of the time we're like what if we made an oc that's like a talking couch like what if we did our talking couch oc oh. <laughs> casting couch ocs <laughs> sex worker oc let's go <laughs> that's not quite what i meant sex worker oc would also be a bad episode i just don't I don't think that would be a good episode. Like, Although, this episode, not good. <laughs> I actually did have the idle thought before going into this. I was like, getting ahead of ourselves here, but one of the recurring, like, one of the central parts of character identity in this franchise is occupation, and we don't have a sex worker character. And I was like, what if we did a sex worker character? They wouldn't do it in this game because they have to, like, 
I don't know. They have to be. They have to not have sex in the game because it's illegal or whatever. Sex uh, is bad. Sex is bad. America, and it's a and sin. Sex gets you R ratings, but violence gets you E for everyone. It's funny. It is a horror franchise, so you would think it would be fine, but it sort of is like family-friendly horror. You know what I mean? So they 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 wouldn't ever put a sex worker in the actual game, um, but we could. We're not speaking, upheld to any. Speaking of horror and DC because we talked about Batman a second. Oh my god. I, I did it. I watched <laughs> the first episode of Titans. Remember the meme, Fuck Batman? I do. I remember Fuck Batman. You know, it actually works in context. Are you fucking kidding me? Does it work in context? Like, it's not the most mind-blowing thing, but I'm like, oh, okay, now this this clicks. Like, A, a folds into B. It's because Robin shows up and everyone's like, oh, where's Batman? Oh, no. And he's like, no, no, pay attention to me. Oh, where, where's Batman? Oh, 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 And then, you know, he he doesn't say it to them. He just says it after he's incapacitated. Everyone's like, fuck Batman. <laughs> yeah, so it, it plays. I watched the first episode and I really want to talk about it for a second. Because if there's one thing The Last Jedi taught me, it's that there is a difference between what I want versus what is effective. And I don't know if this show's good or not. I'm only an episode in. It's not what I'd want out of a Teen Titan show. But I have to respect it for being what it is. Because the Snyderverse has to pussyfoot around fucking ultra-violence. Because it's like, oh, we're dark and edgy, but we can't actually murder people and fucking not even 10 minutes in raven's mom is shot in the back of the head execution style and you just see it so i was like holy shit i can't that fucking was- believe that the that the people who are here because they think it's a batman thing are getting more of their content than the people who are here because they know the actual game sorry guys no it's keep going you're fine yeah i just have to i i have to i respect everything for full brass tacks just being what it is and letting you know right away this is the tone this is where we're going is raven about to get human trafficked sort of kind of maybe (laughs) you're right one episode in you're either in or out (laughs) you know if you want to keep watching this show and god damn it i don't know if i like it yet but i have to respect it okay that's better than I was expecting, based on the only thing I knew about it, which is the memes about the trailers. Yeah, it was just, fuck Batman and ew, black people, ugh. Well, yeah, granted, we have to have some of that. The only other thing I knew about it was my tailor from Twitter would occasionally tweet out the costume from Robin and be like, it's crazy to know that a costume that I helped worked on is now part of a major television show. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And that's <laughs> that and fuck Batman was all I knew. That is cool. It's yeah. it's cool that you follow a costume designer on Twitter. I don't fucking know shit about the field of costume design. That owns. Good job. A plus. Speaking of racism, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Absolutely. Good good segue. Good transition. H.P. Lovecraft. Famous dead racist. Uh, wrote a bunch of books and short stories um, about how there's a bunch of scary... Scary fucking guys out there in the world. Just really a big guys. Bigger guys than they should be. Yeah. And and all the the big scary guys have big stupid names. Azathoth and Nagasharath. Yig, Cthulhu, and other things that just sort of sound like they shouldn't be words. You know? And he said that these guys were so big that if you thought about them too much, you would just go fucking crazy. And then also, uh, he wrote a bunch of N-words into his books. Also, just for fun, just for kicks, and sometimes about how uh, bad miscegenation is. A lot of that in there, too. And then... That that, uh, H.P. Lovecraft documentary that had a bunch of people he's influenced, and then at one point, you have to cover the racism, because you can't... You gotta. What did he name his cat? (laughs) But no one wants to just look down Cameron and go, yeah, he was a fucking bigot, but I like his work, leave me alone. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro is like... Uh, well, do I think... And then he lists all of the ways, like, the story about the fish man is this deeply yeah. xenophobic story. And he's like, it is. do I think it's there? No. <laughs> it's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah, I mean, like, you know... On the birth of Negroes. <laughs> remember how he wrote that? I... I don't think I did. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, it was a thing. It was... You know how, like... Okay, because, like, what Ben Shapiro does, we're bringing back the feud with Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Finding another excuse to hit on Abby Shapiro during our podcast. Hey, hold on, wait. Hey, Abby. <laughs> Listen, we might not get along at Thanksgiving, 
but I'll suck them toes like they're hollering hands. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyways, like, what Ben Shapiro and all these fucking right-wing uh, talk show host crank ganks do isn't new. They've just found new dress setting for it. And, like, essentially, the birth of Negroes was just... H.P. Lovecraft being like, the blacks prefer to be slaves and in chains. They're not fit for society. They will come and rape your white women. And he became collectively our favorite horror thing, right? And everybody, everybody looked at that and was like, well, we, well, I can't not make him the founder of an entire genre. And so that he like, he didn't found the genre. There were he had contemporaries working at the same time. He just like became the most well-known iteration of it. But yeah, cosmic horror. Um, we're really starting at the beginning of this one. At the dawn of time. Created a whole mythos about all the big fucking scary guys and all of the racism that they were stopping him from doing by doing miscegenation. Then, a long time- he fucking died, um, like a little bitch, and then, uh, a lot of time passed, and his works went into the public domain. And that meant that uh, a lot of the people picked up on that that IP and started making their own works in it. And also, nerds fucking loved that shit because H.P. Lovecraft's works have a lot of like lore and continuity in them and like a mythos. And nerds fucking love that shit because they're nerds. And so the like Cthulhu mythos became a really big thing in nerd culture which leads directly into the specific property that we have now. We're not talking about, like, Cthulhu, the Cthulhu mythos in general today. I have a little bit more of a specific window for us, which is the Arkham Horror Files, which is a, uh, it's an intellectual property owned by Fantasy Flight Games from, like, I want to say, like, the 80s through to the present. There's still a handful of games that they're making, which feature, like, the same stable of characters, um, a lot of the same art, a lot of the same cards that they make, that they make a se- several games based on the Cthulhu mythos. Um, and these are uh, games that take place in the 1920s, the Roaring Twenties, um, in the town of Arkham, Massachusetts, or around the town of Arkham, Massachusetts, or other cities invented by H.P. Lovecraft and his contemporaries. I want to I wanna keep mentioning that it is his contemporaries, it's not just Lovecraft, like Robert Chambers also gets a lot of play in these. I, I, I want to acknowledge like there are a lot of games in this ip that get made there's arkham horror the board game there's like call of cthulhu the card game there's elder sign there's mountains of uh there's mansions of madness the only one that i really like regularly play is arkham horror the card game um as will be unsurprising to any of the people from the arkham horror the card game discord and wherever who i sent to who i like directed you to this to this podcast i've played some eldritch horror i've played some elder sign but like really arkham horror the card game is the thing that i have invested the most of my time in and so i'm sort of like lightly pretending that this is going to be an episode about the entire franchise but like listen really we all know that this Um, is about the card game excuse me excuse me yes you the straight one in the front my favorite character who only exists in San- Insanity's Requiem, Call of Dreams, will not be referenced in this episode. I am leaving you a negative five-star review on Amazon. What if I just... What if I just... What if I just to appease those people? What if I just went through and mentioned every single character who has ever appeared in the mythos? There actually aren't that many characters who are in the franchise who haven't been in the card game because the card game is like one of the best-selling things that that franchise produces and it's pretty long running at this point so they've incorporated like most of the major characters there's there's definitely still a handful that haven't been but like if you like any character from the property there's the the odds are above zero that they are in that they are in the card game well you could just read off a list and that would make for great radio or it would just go those people are unpleasable (laughs) oh good idea yeah this is you might be able to tell that uh we we definitely have episodes that are very devon heavy episodes um and some episodes that have been very like oh the two of us want to both talk about this thing episodes we don't actually have that many episodes that are just like me amber autumn not shutting the fuck up about something for uh 45 minutes this is probably going to be one of the closest things we have to that because uh I don't know, I feel like everybody who knows me in real life has been, like, waiting for this episode to come up. They're, they've been, like, sitting here like, when the fuck are they doing the Arkham Horror, the card game episode? Uh, and the answer is now. It didn't take us long. Here we are, just a few you months in. A, you don't have a 45-minute YouTube video about this game. 
I don't have a 45 minute YouTube video. I have an 80 minute YouTube video. It's a feature length son of a bitch. Yeah, I have I have a, a, a feature length YouTube video introducing people to the card game, um, which I think the first half of holds up pretty well. And then the second half, it sort of starts to drag a little bit. But yeah, it's dumb and I made it. It's big for some fucking reason. You can watch it if big. you really want to. Big like the slimy, disgusting, not immigrant monsters. That's right. That's you're absolutely right. There's an Elder God that I don't even like to say the name of it because it, like, clearly contains the N-word in it, even if it, like, is spelled differently. <laughs> like, it clear- like, like, you can tell, like, it's a funny word put together, but, like, a couple of those syllables are just the N-word. Fortunately, they all have, like, a hundred different names, so I can just- you just call her, like, the Black Goat of the Woods, or you call her Goat Mom, more likely. Oh, that's that's great. Cause have you seen like the the oh nigga Caligula uh, memes going around TikTok? Um, I haven't. Also, for what it's worth, Devin's black. Um, just want to say that for the record. <laughs> it's an important part of it. You can't tell necessarily from our voices. And if you could, that's racist for assuming. <laughs> I'm judging you. Okay, tell me about this TikTok thing. Uh, there's a big TikTok thing going around where it's be like, doo, 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 doo. I fuck up the music, whatever, but you just show up behind a green screen. It's like, oh, that's a location I recognize. And then it's like just black edits of the character. And you're like, oh, it's double nigga chin from like Fairly Odd Parents because the nigga chin shows up and it sounds like they're saying nigga. Excuse me? <laughs> what was the one that had? Juan it's like remember when the vision meme was going around it was like nah this Vishon, he's made of vibranium he's from africa it's just that <laughs> it's just that but with every fucking property do they have one for arkham horror the card game we could make one. Ugh, i i am on tiktok now don't know if you follow me on tiktok oh no you said we i didn't know if i could like participate in that in any way that would be helpful probably not but I know they have duo things. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The the playable characters in Arkham Horror, the franchise. Um, so there's there's a stable of like 60-ish investigators right now. They do add more occasionally. But they're like 60-ish named characters who are like the playable characters. And every game in the property, they have some stable of these characters as like the set of playable characters you choose between. Um, and whenever they're making new characters for a game, they pretty much always pull from the set of from the established set of characters who've been around. You know, they've introduced gradually. They haven't all been there since the '80s, but they've sort of been grow. They they the inception of the stable of investigators was there in the '80s and has been growing since then. Since they are from the '80s for a nerd property based on Lovecraft, you can tell how new they are based on whether or not they're white, because. All of the ones when the when the franchise first came out, it was just like a like a bunch of white men, the occasional white woman. They had an Asian character who was a martial artist. Remember, quick, ask me how many black people were in He-Man. How many black people were in He-Man? Less than there were in Warhammer. Fuck, there weren't any black people in Warhammer. <laughs> no, there's a whole there's a whole planet of black people. We talked about this in the first episode. Fall back. We're it's continuity, bitches. Nerds love that shit. Not the continuity errors of our real life. <laughs> they had an Asian character who was like a martial artist, and like a black character who was a shaman, and that was like what we had for representation. Um, but like now, there's a uh, jazz player. Oh, there is. There is a jazz player, Jim Culver, musician. There's actually a few people who like arguably do jazz. Presumably, we can we can sort of infer that Marie Lambeau who is the entertainer, probably works jazz, Sing, wait, si like, is a jazz singer. Wait, like Marie LeBeau, like the voodoo queen? Yeah. Oh. Her, her, weakness, <laughs> is, her weakness is Baron Samedi. Uh, are you processing that information? Do, do you mean Baron Samedi? Is that how it's pronounced? Is that how yeah. it's pronounced? Fuck. See, this is why I have you on this episode. <laughs> I didn't. I did not think I'd get to flex my voodoo knowledge on, on the Arkham Horror episode, but I guess we're here. Yeah, I mean, it. it's a pulp franchise set in the 1920s, and sometimes you go to Louisiana in the setting to do shit, so... I guess we got Creole kids. Go off. Uh, do, do, do you want a fun fact about Marie Laveau? I do, yeah. Okay, so uh, depending on how much of the, like, 
mythical powers part of voodoo you believe in and not just a means of spirituality to better your life. Whenever you discuss her, there are skeptics, because duh, who want to answer the how she did the fortune telling. And when you analyze the how she could do the fortune telling so successfully, it's because she owned like a, a hair salon, I want to say. It's been a while since I studied Marie Laveau, but it was a hair salon thing she had and she got all of the hot goss from the local people of power and influence and so she used that ability to better her own fortune telling and make herself seem like she knew more from the magic side when really it was just uh, loose lips sink ships, baby. Yeah, I have pulled up her her story, and yeah, she is she's a, she is a jazz singer from New Orleans. Um, people called her the Smoky Velvet. Does that sound right for her real life persona? Not ones that I remember. Okay. Like, it is definitely an adaptation, right, um, for this franchise. Yeah, you, you, can, you can tell as they've gotten recent that, like, they've, like, looked at their staple of characters and been like, wow, we sh should add more people who are not white and maybe make some of our black people not be magic. You know, not have every black character be magic. Just feels like maybe we shouldn't have that. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, but please explain to me why there is a black person in space. I don't think we've had any black people in space in this franchise yet, but I could be wrong. That was just, that was just me channeling the, the being, like, explained. No, totally. <laughs> Actually, I changed it's... my mind. People do go to space pretty often in this franchise because all the Elder Gods live in space. So, yeah, like, of the of the characters they've introduced in the last, like, four years, we have Safina Rousseau, who's, like, French Polynesian, uh, Nathaniel Cho, who is Asian in some way, East Asian, and then Winifred Habemach who is who's Native American, um, and Stella Clark, who is both black and trans. So, wow. I know, we have rumors about a non-binary character at some point too, wouldn't that be exciting? I, I bet they're everyone's favorite character. I mean, every member of the fan yeah, sort of, actually. Fans. Stella's really popular, people love her. I mean, in the game that I play at least, her like whole thing is that she fails upwards. Which is great representation. Just like fucking up, and and it's and it's hashtag relatable, and she makes it work. I think we can maybe start start thinking about our character. Um, one of the 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 every character, every investigator in the Arkham Horror Files has like a has a subtitle, which is almost always what they do for a living. So you have like Roland Banks is the Fed, or Zoe Samaras is the chef, or like. Wendy Adams is the urchin, right? Uh, or Amanda Sharp is like the student for some people who like... Like some of them are weird out there ones, like you have a psychic, and it's not necessarily clear that psychic is her like job job. Um, so sometimes it's a defining characteristic. And there there are a lot of them, like I said, there's like 60, so there's like 60 jobs that have been covered. Uh, and some of them are like very normal things. Stella's a mail carrier, for example. And some of them are like kind of weird and cool. Like you have like a grave digger. Um, yeah, or a him. sailor. Yeah, like, there was a... What was the one I read? Friggy Fracken. Uh, the... It's not... It's not bootlegging. What's it called when you were running alcohol during Prohibition? Yeah, that's Finn. So Finn is the bootlegger. Bootlegger. Bootlicker. Jesus. Yeah, I liked his story because it was just... I'm living my life. What the fuck? Cultists? <laughs> yeah, like... Like, a lot of their stories are like that. Is they're like... They're just living their everyday life, and then something fucking spooky happens. And now yeah, what happens? You'll have to play the game to find out. That was the sense from the, like, five I read is, like, living life, spooky hook, uh, hijinks ensue. That's, yeah, that's, that's more or less what a character's story is. And then, like, other than that, I would want to come up with, like, a sense of personality and maybe, like, a, like a way they would skew gameplay-wise um, what their vibe would be. Dope. Yeah. So what well, what kind of what kind of cool weird fucking jobs could have existed in the 1920s that aren't represented here? Sex worker is one of them. But presumably we can like we can we can pitch a couple of others and see what sticks. Uh, before we get into that, this is just an idea I had when I was reading this shit and they were like, "Look, it's a shaman." And I was like, "This will be handled with tact." Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, the one that really caught my eye was Reformed Cultist. Oh, I know, right? How cool is that? Like, I love I love that flavor on Diana, uh, Diana Stanley. Yeah, she's, like, in a cult. Uh, the Silver Twilight Lodge is a is a, is a a cult in, in the Arkham community. Or, sorry, the, the Order of the Silver Twilight. The Silver Twilight Lodge is the place. Because 
evil cults is such like a standby in like cosmic horror fiction to have a character who was a cultist is just mwah, chef kiss hand i love that yes i agree that's like the one that most appeals to me as well but when i saw that i was like what if i sort of combined these two things and the rough idea i had was uh, the chicken man but has a redemptive arc and I don't know if you know who the Chicken Man is. Amber, do you know who the Chicken Man is? Chicken Man from, like, Invader Zim? Chicken Man from, like, Toy Story 2? Oh, fuck, there is a Chicken Man in Toy Story 2. No, Amber, the Chicken Man was one of the voodoo kings of New Orleans. Okay. And his thing was, uh, he's he's more frowned upon in voodoo circles for kind of the, the commercialization and the, uh, the theatrics of it. He made a big showing of the voodoo and he sold tickets. And so my idea was, what if you had a voodoo person? Because we have a shaman, and magic is apparently canon. But what if it you is. had someone who is a complete shyster, does not believe any of it, just wants to sell tickets, and then they end up in Arkham, and they have to go, oh, shit, this is real. <laughs> so I, I, I do want to talk to you briefly a slightly different thing about Dexter Drake, who is a character. Dexter Drake is the magician, um, and Dexter Drake's thing is, in fact, that he was a stage, mu- a stage magician who... Uh, then came across real magic um, and continued to be continued to be a successful magician to like to like hide the fact that he knows real magic. All right, well then they did the thing. Sorry, uh, sorry about that. It's fine. It's cool. Someone had my idea and did it. Yeah, Dexter is Dexter is in the game, and also yeah, you're 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 pitching something that's like somewhere in the line between Dexter, Marie, and Diana is what I'm hearing. Yeah, more or less, but we can uh, we can just kind of shoot some occupations and see if any fun brain juices go anywhere. Totally. Is there a baseball player? There is not. Is there an athlete? There is, there is an athlete non-specifically, Reedy Young, but she's like, she's a track and field. She's a runner. Yeah, baseball player is a totally good one. That, yeah. yeah ba- baseball is very important for the 20s. Um, so baseball sex worker do we have a novelist that feels very we, like a we do we... have a novelist there's con man con man isn't bad as an option oh we could just do a, a big a big sweaty fun grifter um, yeah do we have like a like a big game hunter like a clayton from tarzan there's like an expedition leader which which sort of which sort of borders that territory i don't know if i would yeah we, we don't have someone who's like specifically the big the, the hunter the hunter isn't bad, yeah. I think I thought of one you might like. Do we have a ventriloquist and or puppet operator? Oh, we do not have a ventriloquist. Oh. I think that's a, I, I think oh, that's a shit. That's fun as fuck. I want to do that one. Oh, I want to do that one. I have... This is yeah. this is great. We have an entire expansion of investigators right here. Let's drill into the ventriloquist, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Let's go for it. Okay, um... I feel like the obvious place, and sometimes obvious is good, but tell me what you think. The obvious place is, like, the doll is possessed by Naga Sharath, right? Like, it's the obvious place to go. <laughs> you're, of all of the ancient ones, the one that the words you're saying is getting closest to is the one with the N-word in, in her name. <laughs> That's, like, the one that I hear when you say that. I'm like, 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 do we have to pick Shub Shub? Do we have to? We can, you can pick another one. I just know that one because Insanity's, Insanity's Requiem is one of my favorite Xbox games and Naga Sharath was the one I picked to fight. So like... Dummy Alive is, is a pretty classic one. Let me. Oh, I just, I just thought of a fun scene and we'll get, let's fucking, I'm just going to say it. So like getting chased by cultists and they turn the corner and the ventriloquist is like, don't worry guys. And he throws his voice so that you hear the cult leader yelling from the other side and the cultists run the other way. That'd just be a fun scene. That is cute. Let me pitch you on this this slight, this slight twist on the, the dummy is alive formula. What if it's not that the dummy is alive and possessed by the demon? What if it's that the dummy is the character you're playing and they are throwing their voice into the human body? Oh, that's good. Like, the the body is magically animated in some way. The character's, like, consciousness or their soul has been transferred into the dummy. Oh, that's the shit I want. There we go. All right, yep. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? We're going with this. Absolutely. Cool. Glad to hear it. Cool. Great. I love it. How did that happen? Is it, like, something magical, right? I don't know if there's, like... I don't know how much you know about Lovecraft lore or this lore, if there's, like, a specific 
ancient one we want to tie this to or a specific like magical artifact there are a lot of named magical artifacts but it doesn't necessarily need to be any of those but I, I, I want to have some sense of like how this has happened. Magical MacGuffin did the thing. My, my thought was like cultists tried a thing and it fucked up and they're like, oh, it didn't work. And they all went to bed and then that fucker woke up inside of a doll. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Is our person like our person presumably was a ventriloquist beforehand, right? Is like a performer. They did a howdy duty. So if they're involved in a cultist shit, how did that happen? Are they like part of the cult? Are they a victim of the cult? Oh yeah, my idea was like the cult did a thing, nothing happened, went, oh shucks, go to bed. And then someone completely unrelated, because I, I love the idea of just magic fucks someone oh, related to everything. Just by pure bad luck, this person happens to get stuck in a ventriloquist. Or in 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 their dummy. And that gives them a reason to go to Arkham because they've always heard stories about how all the weird shit happens in Arkham and now the weird shit has happened to them. Flavor text would be like, uh, Bob Chapman was your average star looking to make $20 a night performing for the kids until one day he woke up inside his dummy. But you lead a crazy life being a performer so he knew that if something strange you went down to Arkham, now in the body of a dummy, he sought Arkham out and his redemption. And and our gator is now trying to like figure out how to how to reverse the spell. Yeah, the ventriloquist. I like that. So there's 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 in the card game, there are five different factions. A lot of these factions apply in other games as well, but again, I know the card game best. There's like five different factions that describe what kind of person you are. Yes, going into this character was that they would be like a mystic, which is, you know, you do magic. But hearing this, I'm like, this is sort of a survivor, which is sort of an everyman sort of a faction. Like, maybe it's some mixture between the two, but like, yeah, like in that general, like a person who is in the wrong place at the wrong time, which is cool because most of the, most of the performers are mystics in this game, um, and they don't need to be. I'm going to start using she, her. I'm just going to start, she, uh, is that cool? Is that cool if I just make that executive decision? Yeah, go for it. Cool. I like thought about like what if we made a non-binary character i don't really want to make them a non-binary character and have them be living in a puppet you know i just feel weird about that yeah it is a little well we, 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 other other chances we have other chances yeah yeah we have other chances god i want to make a hundred more characters in this in this setting but we can't we have other things to do. So this person inhabits a dummy. She lives in the dummy. She can like, she can in some way move her body. How does she do that? How does, how does, how is her body animated? You ever play Beyond Two Souls? No. Game sucks, never play. Cool. But Aiden is like attached to you via a weird spiritual umbilical cord. I, I figured like some brain magic juice, when you cut through the dummy's eyes, you see connected to the body. Oh, hell yeah. Be limbed around oh hell yeah it's very clearly like being moved around on marionette strings right is is like it's not comfortable to move it's not intuitive yeah like what kind so of I, no go i have a question i have an answer how are like are character relations and dynamics important to this game because i was wondering like how hesitant is she to be like my soul is in this dummy a lot of characters have relationships with uh, like other npcs like we could make another character uh, who could be like this character's like signature ally or something yeah they don't usually have like an established relationship with another investigator that's something that usually you would like that would like come out during play i'm i'm where was i talking about the trans agenda you want to put and then women's spells. as i always am because that's all trans that's all trans women want that, right? well i mean that's all i want i don't want to speak for everyone it would be problematic of me to do that but yeah i mean that's all i want i mean it's, it's that and to harass women in their bedroom or in their bathrooms are pretty much the two things that i'm here to do thank god thank god one of you finally admitted <laughs> i'm not like those other trans i'm worse <laughs> fucking hell this is how you get on fox news and becomes best friends with kylie jenner is, is it is it Candle? I don't remember. I don't Caitlin? Remember. Are you talking about Caitlyn Jenner? The one who's trying to be governor because she's like, I have to look at poor people and discuss. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be. I'm not. I'm not trying to get inroads with Caitlyn Jenner. I'm trying to get inroads with Abby Shapiro. <laughs> all, all, all doorways lead to Abby Shapiro's little tellsies. Popcorn in my mouth. So as we were saying, <laughs> it's very normal for characters to have relationships with like NPCs, but not so much with like other investigators. 
that's usually something that emerges during play. Was that, did you have like a specific idea there for something? No, I was just, I, I, it was only just like, well, how, how, how hesitant is she to reveal souls on a puppet? But it sounds like that's up to like uh, player's discretion, I guess. I think it might make sense to have some kind of a reason to keep it a secret, right? I, I don't know, that just like feels like it fits the tone better to me. That makes sense. Are there any gameplay type mechanic-y things be discussed? If we want to, if we want to talk about the card game specifically, we absolutely can get some sense of like, like what her play style is like. Um, I'm trying to figure out a way to communicate this to the norms. to to like to you specifically. How do I, in as few words as possible, communicate the many ways that there can be play styles in Arkham Horror, the card game? And I think the answer is, so there's basically two things that you need to advance a scenario. You need to gather clues and you need to fight monsters. And every character basically needs to do some combination of those two things, either focusing really in one or doing something around the middle of the other. And then it's a card game. So common things you do, uh, you draw cards, you move around the map, you make skill tests, take actions, you gain and spend resources, you play cards. Some cards stay in play, some cards happen and then they go away. And you know, just like in any other game, there are different characters who like interact with the game differently. In this game, every character like plays differently like there's a character the violinist where every round instead of drawing one card and gaining one resource she chucks her entire hand and draws a new hand so everyone else is like draw one card every time and she's like chuck your hand and draw a new card every time or like Rita Young the athlete that I mentioned earlier her whole thing is that she likes to run away she's very good at running away and doing combat by way of running away right all of these characters have like different play styles in that way um Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say a thing totally. I c- I'll, I'll translate it. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like a ventriloquist would not be someone to take center stage themselves, right? Because it's about the dummy, not me. And to maybe make that part of gameplay that this would be more of an assist character. So she's not good at the fight, but she can make the fighting easier for another investigator, maybe. Yeah. Like a support class. Totally. Support class makes sense. The other idea that I have gotten from this is she can, like, psychically manipulate her own body, right, to move it around. Who's to say she cannot in some way do this to other people as well? And so then you maybe, like, have some ability to, like, manipulate enemies or other investigators. And, you know, I don't want to, like, have to design an entire investigator here because that would be a lot. But yeah, I think some kind of power that involves moving around enemies or investigators or like evading or exhausting them. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm I'm into that. Yeah. She would have a really low combat score, but like maybe a really high, maybe a high evasion score or probably a clover or character with some kind of like enemy manipulation going on and and player manipulation. Yeah. Cool. Great. Sorry about that. Thank you for bearing with me while I talk through that out loud to myself. <laughs> that feels more or less like. A, do we want to? Do, do we want to come up with a look for her? Oh yeah, we should. Uh, I didn't know how much visuals are important in the card game, but yeah. Oh, there's totally a look for every single character. Every character has a look to them. They all have like their signature artwork that is how they look. It may not have shown up on the website that you were looking at super much, but yeah, they all have they all have art about them. Yeah, I think a thing you would do stylistically for the character portrait is like the human body is kind of in shadow you know heavy inks and the uh the dummy is more the focus is how i I think i would take yeah yeah that feels good what kind of dummy is it what how does the dummy look well because it's the 20s the conventional wisdom would just be a howdy doody but that's boring and a puppet can be whatever you want it's like designing a dragon your imagination is uh, as limited as your imagination is you know what i'm saying i do i know what you're saying it does feel like we want some kind of invocation towards the general howdy doody aesthetic although howdy doody is a little bit later than than this you could do a very creepy, like, white-faced jester puppet. My brain was just, uh, do Warmbo and or a human Muppet, but dressed up like a Greek god. It's, don't ask me why, I just think that's funny. 
I like the idea of a little jester. I also like the idea that the the little jester figure takes center stage while the art of our, our art of our character is in the background, but she is still visible, right? What is she wearing? Because they all do sort of have signature outfits that appear in all of the art of them. Is it something gaudy or is it something really plain? What would Jim Henson wear? A turtleneck? <laughs> turtleneck isn't bad, yeah. I'm thinking color scheme-wise, the jester has like... Thinking Mardi Gras color. Mardi Gras, you think? That's what, I, that's what I'm eyebrow. Okay, cool. Then maybe the turtleneck is like a really muted green. So it's like in the color scheme, but like not the focus. The puppet is very loud and shiny. Can we give our ventriloquist human puppet glasses, but they're broken because she doesn't actually need them because those are not the eyes she's seeing through anymore. Didn't we just do, we just did broken glasses. For did we just, fuck, you're right. Never mind. Fuck that. You're right. I, I take it back. I like that train of thought though. Maybe like a walking stick. What is that? Did I say walking stick? I meant walking. Oh, okay. Maybe she's an old lady. Old people like puppets, right? Like you go to your grandma's house and she's got a bunch of creepy puppets. I mean, it is the 1920s, so I'm totally down to like not have her be super young. Think if she's like already super old, the question is like, does that make it more or less creepy in conjunction with like the stiffness of her movements, right? Because presumably her movements are really stiff because of the being controlled psychically thing, right? Yeah, we just, we just cut her down the middle, do middle Yeah, age. yeah, I feel good about that. I feel good about that. Oh, she's got some gray. She's seen some shit out on the road. Middle-aged lady, do we want to have a sense of, like, racially not white? We have enough white characters in this franchise, and we're trying to diversify. I'm going to go with one of my favorite noises. Just look at all this. It's racial ambiguity. It's racial deception. In I, yeah, I don't know. I, like, every investigator in the game so far is, like, so specific as to, like, where they're from in, like, it's the 1920s and it's Massachusetts and there's, like, a huge host of immigration and, like, that's, like, a part of the game. Like, who isn't represented so far? Like, there's not a lot of, like, Middle Eastern characters in the game. I think that could be a way to go. We could, we could have a Turk and then... They could have a lot of oil. Jesus. Hi, everyone. I just did a video about a fighting game character, Hakan. And because Turkey's number one sport is oil wrestling, when Street Fighter made their first Turkish character, they made an oil wrestler. No. I love Hakan, and I want him to be in more games. Okay, counterpoint. What if we, what if we could have a Turkish character, but then not have it be all about oil and just stick with the thing that we already decided that he, that she would be. Wow. Wow. Way to remove Turkish people's. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Are you going to tell me that we won't bring up Turkish delights or the Ottoman? <laughs> yeah, I think I am. I am telling you that. Yeah, I think I'm saying that I don't think either of those things are especially relevant to the character. Wow. That's cancel me. Mind. Fucking cancel me. Let's go, SJWs. I'm calling the Young Turks, and I'm going to be like, listen. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Keep going with that. Keep going. Good point. That's a good point. Yeah, you got me. You fucking owned me online, Devin. I fucking, I had, you fucking I had got me. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, God damn it. I wanted to... Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I lost it. I lost the bit. Um, cool. Is she so so you said that she came to Arkham because she was looking for a solution? Where was she from before? Is she like a like a first generation immigrant? She's like from Turkey? Yeah, that would uh that would be my thought. Cool. I feel good about that. Which is a very realistic uh you you come to America because you're promised a better life and oh there won't be any Cossacks and then you get here and the police are fucking throwing you in the paddy wagon. It's just like the Cossacks, baby. There is at least one like rookie cop character and it's always sort of complicated to play tommy muldoon because it's like man dude you're like you're a cop and you're a, you're a 20s, 20s cop. cop and you're a one you're like a young white dude i don't know i just it's kind of uncomfy it's just kind of uncomfy to play you he came out not that far from like the police riots last year it was rough the, the Toy Story version of his little figurine is like uh, being ignored on the shelves because we're finally re-approaching the way we look at policing in this country and the toy is just like, Andy, please, it's not my fault. 
I didn't want to be a cop. They made a lot me. of the a lot of the art of these characters are like based on people who have worked at FFG throughout time. I wonder who got their face put on Tommy, and uh, I wonder how they're feeling about that. I'm not going to check about that, but I do kind of idly wonder, you know. Like I wouldn't want that. I would if my if my face ended up on the cop character. And then, like, later, a bunch of shit happened that made me realize that cops were bad and always had been. I wouldn't feel good about it. Amber, are you telling me that cops have always only existed to either harass and keep down black people or protect the property of the white world? Um, I'm not telling you that because of the two of us, you're the one who already knows that. Remember when you got arrested over, like, $5 of, like, fucking Yu-Gi-Oh cards? Yeah, and it cost the taxpayers so much more money to put me in jail for that time I was in jail than it took for just put the items back. I the do. Store, yeah. I do remember that. Uh, cops, good. <laughs> They're the only union in America that has any power, which is super It's cool. super cool and good, and we love it. We love that about it. Cops weren't used to destroy workers' rights. Uh, not, never look into anything about the Pinkertons. There weren't two American Civil Wars, the one being the one we know about in uh, the Civil War, and the other one being uh, cops bombing mine workers. That's not a thing that happened. Don't look I'm like that. I'm like livid that I this is becoming a leftist podcast. Do I host a leftist podcast now? Am I one of the podcasters? Are people going to be calling me part of the the dirtbag left now? Am I going to have to understand what the dirtbag oh, no. left is? You'd have to be a dirtbag leftist. Like... <laughs> Like, being a dirtbag leftist isn't just like, oh, I, I say lefty things online. It's like being an asshole and being like, yeah, I'm a leftist and a... T and a Man, I couldn't tell time. you. I have no fucking... Realize. I just kind of infer that it means podcaster, question mark. That's my understanding of that term. <laughs> that's all That's all I know about that. I've asked people to explain it, and all of the definitions have been contradictory and vague because it turns out it's a made-up term and no one knows what it means. I mean, that's how I like yeah. Uh, do we want to come up with one more thing a piece for well a name we should come up with a name for our character what are like what are like Turkish names in the 1920s I'm gonna fucking Google Turkish names 1920s luckily uh, google.com should be able to tell us well you're doing that I'm gonna vamp for like the because we ended the podcast on like all right we each come up with a different little trait I would like one of my favorite things about people who immigrate here is they'll be like, yo, your serving sizes are fucking ridiculous. I love it. I would, I would like it if, I don't know how you incorporate that anywhere at all in this fucking game, but I would like it if she's just like, yo, <laughs> your large is fucking huge. I, I also don't know where you would incorporate that. Oh no, there's, my favorite internet there's, content. there's too many names here. Oh no. You know there's a feet pick wiki? I don't. I didn't know that. Thank you for letting me know about that information. It's a whole wiki for celebrity feet pricks, and they get rated, and one of them is Ava Braun. Who is that? I'm sorry. Did, you don't? I don't know who that is. Ava no, Braun. I don't know who that is. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a name, and I'm gonna see if it unclogs anything. Um, Adolf Hitler. Okay, you've thrown out a name. Um. That's Hitler. Just, that was Hitler. Okay, cool. I don't fucking. <laughs> you know, I never, pay, I never really paid that much attention to the YouTube drama with Hitler. Like, I know he got canceled at one point, but I never really. Amber, how much do you know about how much do you know about Hitler? Um, uh, refresh me. Who is that? I've never. You know, I've heard that name before, but I haven't really. You ready for some Hitler? Yeah, let's go. Do you know that Hitler's mom was his cousin? His mom was what? No, his mom was his niece. Well, what? No, the. The relation that would make Hitler, the, yeah, his aunt, like his mom was his nephew because his dad was a weirdo who liked uh, marrying young girls, and then like he married this old woman for her fortune, and then she died, and then he married a younger woman, and then she was dying, and he like invited his niece to live with them, and it was totally clear he wanted to fuck his niece, and so then he married his niece, and that's where Hitler comes from, and he hit Papa Adolf wrote a letter to the Pope and was like, "Come on, let me marry my niece. She's super hot," and the Pope was like, "Ah, why not?" Unfortunate. Sometimes Hitler, Hitler's mom would be like, come here, little nephew son, <laughs> call me your auntie. You also know Hitler was really into young adult fiction novels. Really? Well, thank you for vamping. I've come up with a name. I looked up a list of Turkish names. Um, one of the ones I came up with was Seda, S-E-D-A, um, which means with echo, which is just, I mean, come on, we gotta, you know? We, go. we gotta. We gotta.
Um, and for last name, I think Ozmen, O with the little umlaut, Z-M-E-N, just so Seda Ozmen for our character, for our, for our ventriloquist character. Does that feel good? Do we want to come up with like one little thing a piece for her? Yeah, I, I did. You did? Fuck, shit. Damn it. Do I want to attach her to any particular piece of the Lovecraft lore? Yes, because the excuse me person will love it. That's true. Continuity is very important. It's super not a lie and a thing we should hyper fixate on to the point where that's how we determine whether or not. No, we gotta. No, it's the only important thing. So here's my thing. Because she ends up in this dummy, I think she doesn't sleep anymore. And for some reason, because she doesn't sleep, things from the dreamlands have started to flock to her in real life, have started to chase her down. And that's one of the reasons she has like a time limit on like, she needs to turn back because things have started hunting her. Things from the dreamlands, which is a place in this world. Yeah, so you like that? Cool, like that. great. Seda Osman, there we go. We did it. Thank you for listening, everybody. Yay. Yeah, wow, thank you. This was a longer one. Thank you for making it through. I assume that it'll get edited down a little bit from where it is right now in editing, but probably not that much. One would hope, one would hope that weird bit in the middle where I was just like, you know, Hitler, uh, you know, he, it's just that he wanted to go outside of Germany. That the I whole, the that whole part where we did the Hitler apologetics, I think just cut out the part where, the part where we reveal who really killed JFK. Oh, we revealed the uh, cube. <laughs> yeah, that'll be bonus content. Yeah, if you, if you back us on Patreon, we'll tell you who Q is. If you back us on Patreon, we'll tell you exactly where JFK Jr. is. Go ahead and join us next time when Devin tries to get us to an episode on professional wrestling. Um, but instead, we do an episode on... What the fuck are we doing next week? Go find out, buddy boy! Devin, we're about to record it in like three minutes. We Devin, what are we, what are we recording? It's a surprise! <laughs> See the, you see what I have to fucking work with? I guess fucking tune in to see the, the, the result of this little cliffhanger in what'll be three minutes for me, but a week for you. You love it. You love to see it. Time is time like continuity. Fucking say your sign off shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Prince Devin, and I will do everything within my power to honor that. This, is, this has been Original Podcast Do Not Steal. Bye. Bye.